Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Uh, Let's just jump straight into this episode. It's that time of year again. And today, Mark Boone and Troy Lara are joining me to talk about the BMP demo court. Get excited. Thanks, guys. Mahalo, (laughs) Mini. I feel like it was just last week that you guys just came back from BMP, but uh, it's spring and BMP is happening when it's meant to be happening. So I'm sure many of our listeners will be joining everyone out in the desert to enjoy the tennis in the desert paradise. But this episode is dedicated to you, the true heroes of the T-Dub demo courts. Oh, shucks. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, on the front lines. <laughs> on the front lines. Literally, like if our listeners knew the grind that you guys go through year after year, um, they they would be maybe even nicer to you when they see you. But I want to start this episode with I always love hearing favorite memories or moments, even if you've said them before. We'd always love a story. So, Troy, favorite BMP memory or moment. It doesn't have to be on the demo court. Go. Well, first off, it does seem like the last tournament was very, very recent. And <laughs> I may or may not have a T-Dub bag that never fully got unpacked. The last <laughs> no. So, you know, I'll be ready to go. Okay. You're packed. But hey, uh, favorite moment. You kick it off, Booney. I got to think. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of favorite moments. Got to go with ones that I, I guess we can mention on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I believe it was maybe in 08 or 09, right around there. And it was a night before Rafa's final. He was eating late night at Okura with his crew. And uh, Mitch and I were eating dinner and we hung around and I wanted to meet Rafa. And the server there was like, no, don't disturb Rafa. I'm like, come on, we're not going to bother him. We're tennis warehouse. We just want to like tell him how much we love the guy. <laughs> and, you know, they, she was trying to keep me away. And Mitch and I were like, no, we're determined. We went in there and kind of barged in. I just told him how much I loved uh, watching that match between him and Al Bandy. And that's to this day, one of the best live matches I'd ever watched. And uh, typically when I'm teaching tennis, I'm clicking knuckles. So after the little conversation, I went in with the knuckle and he came with the hand and then I went back with the hand and he came back with the knuckle. He was very gracious. Like one of the nicest, whatever you want to say, celebrity athletes I've ever met. He was genuinely not bothered by it. Very little lost in translation. Obviously my Spanish skills are not outstanding uh but he was just he was outstanding so it was just a nice moment and the next day you know he was out eating sushi at 11 o'clock at night and the next day we all know what happened he tore it up that was (laughs) one of the better moments of uh many moments for the bmp for sure nice that's a good one (laughs) troy what about you oh man there's like way too many cool i know cool things you know i mean obviously meeting my heroes like James Blake and like having a quick chat with them or shaking hands with Tommy Haas or doing an event. Uh, I forget what country club it was when we did the Wilson thing that one year, there was like a, they were doing like videos and stuff with pro players and you walk in the locker room and Feliciano Lopez is there or, you know, it's just crazy stuff getting to meet all these players. Um, I remember walking out of the beer hunter one night and chatting with James Blake's brother. I think it's Thomas, mm-hmm. you know, that was pretty cool. Um, but I mean, there's just so many cool times. I would just say as many times as just a lot of the kids that I get to meet on the demo court, like super cool kids, you know, all ages. There was, I remember probably four or five years ago, there's like these two, um, sisters, young sisters. One of them was probably like five or six years old and could hit a two-handed backhand like Martina Hingis. It was like beautiful. Like her strokes were like beautiful. And her sister was like awesome too. And I I believe they're somewhere from uh, in South America. And I remember talking to the mom, but um, there's just so many, I think that's the best part is just like getting to hang out with these like kids that are so appreciative and and even the adults and all our T-Dub fans. Um, There's too many good memories. Nice. I seem to recall 
a youngster on the court by the name of Brandon that seems like since then he's done all right on the pro tour. So you really <laughs> get to see, like, you know, he's talking about outstanding stroke mechanics. You never know where these kids are going to wind up. What's that kid's last name? Oh, yeah, you're talking about Nakashima. Yes. <laughs> right. so, I mean, we remember that kid being a little, I mean, he was so respectful, obviously, had the stroke mechanics and everything. Uh, so it's just it's nice to see that transformation. And we got to see that guy, you know, it's like seeing a great band before they, you know, became well known. Uh, that was a really great experience. So we get a lot of that stuff out there. It's true, though. Like the Tatum demo court is like iconic in its own way. Like, I think most people that are from California, like every spring, you take that journey out to the desert. The demo court's part of that. And I am sure that you guys have had several players who have gone on to play high levels of tennis yeah um on the court and you you know it's cool to be able to make connections with people obviously um yeah and i'm sure you're going to have a bunch of cool stories this year as well as i know so many people are excited to just be back tennis is back full swing and um we're going to talk about all kinds of fun rackets that everyone can demo um, I wanted to kind of talk through some of the new things this year for BMP for us, the biggest one. Well, I guess there's a lot of big ones, but this year you guys are going to be trying out some different ball machines. Maybe you can talk about how that's going to work. Yeah. We're going to be, uh, <laughs> kind of ro- rotating through some different, uh, nice pieces of, uh, ball machine equipment, yes. um, and probably have a few different samples, a couple samples a day. Throughout the tournament, I don't know what uh, what brands we're looking at. Slinger, uh, that's definitely a new one. So uh, if uh, you're looking for something that's like an all uh, inclusive package with a, a kind of a ball tube, comes with the Trinity balls. Uh, I believe you've even got a lun- uh, insulated lunch depart- uh, compartment in that bag, so it's all one piece of equipment. Works really well, so you're going to get a chance to test that out along with all the kind of the, the notable ones, lobster. Uh, sports tutor will have tennis tutor machines out there as well and i believe you will be able to not only test these out you would be able to buy ball machines at the tent as well yeah we saw so many uh people especially during the pandemic purchase their first first ball machine and i know i know all three of us actually like really kind of appreciate what a ball machine can offer uh, i personally have recently like taken a day a week where I just kind of go out on the ball machine, turn on my favorite music and hit the ball. However, I want to hit it. And this will be a fun way to make it, um, more, what is it easier to like see yourself like using that and then just purchasing it and be able to take it home with you. This sounds like a sales call. (laughs) I believe in ball machines. I, I love them. The one we have downstairs, um, every time Troy and I have a moment when there's not that many people on the demo court, you're going to see he and I over there hitting some balls for sure. Yeah. And I just love how I can just kind of leave the stress and the ego out of losing a point or a shot yeah. uh, and just work on the inside out, changing direction of the ball. So that's mainly my my tactic or weapon if I have one in my game is to change direction. And you can really work on those shots inside out, down the line, cross court. And then I notice after I play 30 minutes on a ball machine, yeah, it does. It helps. It's a noticeable improvement for sure. Would you call it getting your groove on, Booney? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, before we get into the actual rackets, uh, we are excited for everyone to demo. There are a few other things. Wanted to say that, again, for this is like the first real BMP, I feel like since the pandemic, since it was canceled in 2020, but we will have a shoe tent as well. So obviously very excited about that. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll have a good stock and inventory and lots of knowledgeable people helping you guys figure out what your next best shoe is going to be. And then what else? We're going to have pickleball represented in the tent. Some people will love that. Some people will hate it, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, we are also going to have activations every day from the first Thursday, the 10th to the last Thursday, the 17th. And the best way to find out about the different activations available will be following us on our social channels, as well as checking in with the T-Dub tent. It sounds like there's going to be some really cool things coming. Plus, there's going to be giveaways, prizes, all that kind of stuff. So those are just a few of the things aside from being able to demo new rackets. 
and that's exciting, right? Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I know we were talking earlier and not sure if like this year, kind of like the last one, if you have like direct interaction with pro players, I think they're kind of limiting or, or restricting that kind of thing, but, you know, hanging around the shoe tent and our store every now and then you just get random players walk in that need some supplies last minute. You know, I know last tournament, the shoe tent was pretty popular with players like, um, I know Basilashvili was getting some shoes from us. Um, Marton Fuskovich was getting shoes from us. Then we had our team T-Dub girl, Haley Carter, come in. And so you'll just see random pro players. I remember walking out of the, the demo court into the store, take a quick break. And I walk right and right when I'm walking out, Rocket Rod, Rod Laver was like leaving the store, checking it out. So you just, you never nice. know who you're going to run into. Player yeah. Wise. That's a pro tip right there, you guys. That is a pro tip. And you would be shocked at how many of these players order from Tennis Warehouse. So they know like they're relying on that customer service and quality, um, even on site at a tournament. That's so cool. Okay. Let's get into rackets. What should we be demoing this year at the BMP? I don't even know where to start. There's been so many racket launches already this year. There's so many great rackets. They're all being reviewed really well. You guys have hit with a bunch of them. I don't even know where to start. I wrote down a couple that I could start with, but let's just kind of like walk through some different rackets that you think really stand out or are worth demoing, especially something different that wasn't available last time the demo court happened. Yeah, I think I know where I'm going to start with this one, but yeah, it was it was one we were talking about recently in another episode, and to me, it's it was kind of like the dark horse or the sleeper. But I know Booney loves it. I like it. A couple other testers really like it. It's the uh, the head boom pro boom Mark Mark boom <laughs> Mark boom. What's that like? Uh, 310 gram frame. Uh, I just it works. I cannot blame the racket for any mistake or lackluster performance, it would be all on me. It's very predictable, obedient. It's exactly what you want out of a racket or a good dog for that matter. Uh, it does everything it's supposed to. I took it immediately, uh, played a tournament with it, had no problems playing doubles, singles, just very versatile. Um, and I, I agree with Troy. It was a little bit of a sleeper. I know we had it hanging up on the on the rungs out there at the demo court in October. It kind of flew a little bit under the radar. Uh, but yeah, I'll be singing the praise of that racket in uh, Indian Wells for sure. Yeah. And the reason why, you know, like I was just kind of was I was calling it a sleeper is initially like I was giving Booney a hard time. I was like, no, I can't be that good. You know, and then uh, you just think of it like the name, the boom, you know, maybe kind of comes off a little like sounds a little gimmicky to me at first. And, you know, I know the MP is more of that tweener spec, um, but it, it really is a really good modern players frame. And you know, forget the name, forget whatever, everything else about it, like hitting it. I know I gave Booney a hard time when he played in the tournament. I was like, you're really going to play with that in the tournament. And then the, a week later I strung it up, hit it. And I was like, kind of biting my words. I was like, ah, <laughs> I probably, I probably should have not said that to him. Cause I, I, re I was really liking it. Like after the first time I hit it. So. Yeah, that would be definitely one that I thought also it should be a for sure. Like if you haven't tried it yet, please demo this racket. Also, it's worth noting, we've talked about this and as more reviews from head come out, they've added, and I'm going to botch the pronunciation, but the auxetic technology into the rackets. And we've seen it now in uh, the prestige, the boom, the speed, anything. Is that it so far? I think those are the updates with it. Yeah. And like the play testers all are agreeing and you guys, the listeners, the consumers, the other tennis players out there are all agreeing is that like the rackets feel really solid in a positive way that it's not like a stiff feeling. It's just like a solid connected to the ball. And I think that's helping and it's resonating. Um, and I just named a couple other rackets that I think people should try. The prestiges and the speeds from head are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That technology or, I mean, for me, I was just going to go ahead and say the 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 new Prestige Pro 2021 uh, used to be the Prestige MP. It's the 98-1820. I don't know. I, I'd probably strongly debate that it might be the best feeling frame on the market right now and maybe up there with some of the best, as far as feels, just the, just the feels you get from it, uh, probably some of the best I've ever felt in a retail frame. And it kind of makes you think like, okay, I know there you know might be pro stock frames out there, but I don't think they could probably feel much better than that. Just you can customize it to what you want. 
I was amazed at the easy transition from the 97D that I really enjoy playing with right now to that pro, like said previously, the MP. That is, for me, a seamless transition. And I would say that uh, the Prestige does feel a little more solid than a Yonix frame, and Yonix frames are kind of known for feeling solid. That is a top-notch iteration of that Prestige for sure. Well, there's a great transition. Let's talk about Yonix. The E-Zones came out this year. They're already like on fire. I think a lot of us have said that if you were looking for the DR still, that feel, these ones might be the closest. So maybe the demo court's your opportunity to try it out and see. What do you guys think? Hey, Shopo switched. It's got to be something (laughs) in the frames for sure. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit on what someone might find different from previous E-Zones in this new one? I would say um, from the last or say the last version to this, uh, this update of the 98, I felt like the comfort got a little bit better. Definitely can feel the like dampening system, the vibration dampening in the handle does a really, really good job of like cutting off shock. So really, really smooth, really, really plush feel. Even And it's also weird, too, because uh, even though they s- slightly thickened up the beam by like half a millimeter or whatever, um, it actually felt a little more control-oriented, which is typically not the case. Usually, the thicker the beam, um, it feels like it gives it a little more pop. But uh, it's a good blend of power and control. If you like a very comfortable, plush feel, really, really nice with this one. I would say for me personally, um, maybe lacking a little bit of like responsiveness or ball feel, but that's exactly why Yonex has the V-Core Pro rackets. If you want a little bit more of a traditional feedback, you go with the V-Core Pro 97D like <laughs> Booney here. That's a that's a pretty sick frame. Agreed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lean on the little extra icing thick layer, half millimeter of beam stack on that thing, which they did a millimeter, a half millimeter with the V-Pros. I thought that really helped the racket out. And and I agree with Troy. Usually that means more energy return, more pop, but I felt it just helped with the stability and the plushness of the racket. So I, I really didn't feel like I was having to trade off power for comfort one way or the other. I felt like I was getting controllable, realistic power, but high degree of comfort with the frame for sure. Yeah. That's another thing I would say is pretty special is the stability for the 98 having like a sub 320 swing weight on average. It feels pretty stable for being that fast of a frame. Nice. And can you guys just hit real quick on the V-Core line also? Because maybe Shapo's not using that 95 anymore, but it's still a pretty unique racket. And I know, Mark, you like swinging it. And I know, Troy, you like swinging it. So talk to me about that one and then a couple of the other models in that family. Yeah, the the V-Cores are great. Um, I think Booney's probably favorites the 98 or maybe the 98 extended. I have I like the 98, 98 plus, but my favorite's probably the 95 so I've been playing with that one a lot lately, customized up a little bit, a little higher swing weight, thinking I'm, you know, going to try to hit the ball like Marcos Giron, you know, or something. But uh, it's a sweet racket. It plays bigger than a 95, plays more like a 97, 98 with the sweet spot size. It's really, really fast in stock form, which you typically don't find in a 95. Usually those smaller head sizes are really hefty player specs, but it's really, really fast. Um, to me, it, I used to play with the Microgel Radical Mid Plus customized back in the day. And this V-Core 95 gives me that like super controlled command over the ball. It almost feels like I'm toying with the ball because I can really feel like I can put it anywhere I want. Um, But with a slightly thicker beam, it gives you a little bit more of that modern pop than maybe some of the older Radicals. So it really ties into rackets that I, I really liked over the years. And I think it's a great frame, especially once it's customized, but Booney, maybe you talk about the 98 or 98 plus. <laughs> uh, well, I will say one last thing about that 95 uh, that I've heard a lot of good feedback from players over a decent span of time. Uh, I know another racket that Troy enjoys is a six one ninety five, as well as a lot of other players are looking for that frame, not the easiest one to come by. And that that's actually got a lot of six one qualities to it, especially if you're going to weight it up a little bit, go Troy style, leather grip it, add some tungsten to the hoop. You're going to get a lot of that six one feel out of it. So a lot of players, you know, looking for that racket, find uh, what they're looking for, you know, with the, uh, the previous shop rack, the V core 95. But yes. Uh, the 98 305 uh, combination is one of my favorites. That's a sweet spot for me and the V core 98, the standard length, you know, I'm always onto these longer than standard frames. Something about that racket just resonates with my game, just makes tennis easier to play where I'm challenged with the Shopo racket where Troy's not. That one, the uh, V-Core 98, 
just makes sense to me. So yeah, very solid anywhere you plant the ball on the rim or the string bed, you don't get a lot of fuzziness. It's got that pro stock feel. Awesome. And you guys kind of just brought up something I want to make sure our listeners know that if you've never been on the demo court, you don't feel like you have to know exactly what rackets you want to demo. You could go to the demo court and say, Hey, I've been using the 6195 forever. And it might be time to get new rackets. Maybe you want more power. Maybe you want more control from your racket. These guys are like, you're literally your tennis. They are like, yeah, I was going to say directors. <laughs> that sounds weird. They're going to be like your um, guardian angels. That's what I wanted. Tennis guardian <laughs> angels. They will steer you in the right direction. They will know exactly what racket to set you up with. Literally, Troy, the other day, we had a pro player trying to figure out what racket to switch into. And I came up with this list and then Troy's like, but what about this one? <laughs> and that's the one that she's going to switch to. So uh, they're like savants when it comes to hey, uh, uh, Booney will be like the angel, <laughs> like your guardian angel on your left shoulder. And I'll be like the little devil on your, on exactly. your other shoulder. Hey, come on, man. Just try some, try something heavier. Try something bigger. Go, go bigger, go home. True. That's right? true. And that's okay. <laughs> because sometimes you don't realize what you need and like, you can bring it out. <laughs> Um, I am going to zag over in this direction. There is a new racket brand. Well, okay. They used to, they, they've made rackets before, but it's from what I've heard, this is the first time this racket brand will ever be represented on the demo court. Selinko just introduced the blackout and the whiteout into the market and they are being received very well and they will be on the demo court. So talk to me about those rackets, you guys. Yeah, good sticks. I I've been seeing the the Brian brothers when they're doing events, exhibitions. They're playing blackout rackets with some hyper G and some natural gut hybrids. But I didn't know that. yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we I got to test the whiteout three hundred five. Really nice frame. Really impressive offering from what we think of as a string brand only, um, so to speak. But now they're uh, making some really good sticks. Um, I would say the whiteout three hundred five for me. Kind of, you know, close specs to the Pure Strike 1619. Um, maybe a little more feel and a little more dampening from the, uh, it, it's unique because it's got the foam-filled frame, kind of like some of the Technofibers. So that really gives it a, a solid, it gives it a little bit more plush feel for being kind of a, a medium firm racket. Um, yeah, I think it sits right in there with like maybe a little bit m- more feel and control than a Pure Strike, but easier pop, a little firmer feel than a Blade. Kind of right in there with some of the T-Fight rackets. Really impressive offering. Boone can add on more to that. And I don't know if you hit with the blackout more too. Well, y'all are still hiding the extended length versions from me. I haven't <laughs> been able to get a hold of one of those yet. But yeah, just an outstanding um, bunch of frames that they just came out with. The 285, the 300, the 305. I did far prefer the 305, the wideout. Really like that racket. I like how they're coming out with the racket as a kit. Um, I don't want to go too much further than the butt cap, but I really think that's a great idea to just make it easy to handle weight a racket. And that way, if you want to counterweight it, you're just tinkering with a little tungsten inside the hoop. You don't have to get into the internals of the handle um, that way. So I, I think, you know, not only does the racket play great, that's a good direction to go. I think these rackets need to come out more as a kit that you can replace parts and that kind of thing without always having to buy another racket. Yeah, I love that too. Another brand that we just kind of alluded to, Technofiber. We've seen updates from them this year. Uh, Troy, I know you're always, you like the rackets and they're really well made and they have really good feel. Talk to me about some of the Technofiber rackets that you would suggest trying this year. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, TF40 is no secret. It's been out for a while now. Chris Edwards was using it for uh, quite some time. Um, really, really good filling frames. I think the updates are just as good. Um, if anything, they made it like a little crisper feeling, maybe a little more pop coming off the racket or a little bit more energy tr- energy return is what it felt like. And I think uh, one that people will, will be intrigued with is the the new offerings with the with the open string pattern. So you have a 305 with the 1619 now, and then the new weight with the 1619, the 315 uh, TF40 with the open pattern is really, really nice. It's it's a good uh, spec racket 315. It's got some good mass to it, but it's really maneuverable, very tip light filling, uh, very manageable swing weight for a 315 racket. So I think a, a lot of players that probably would be scared to go with 315 unstrung could swing it really easily. Agreed. Yeah, the, it's very tip light. I would almost say ripe for modification. That 315 gram frame to me 
feels uh, easier to swing than the 305 that's closer to evenly balanced. So yeah, it's it's definitely a fast swing in 315 gram frame, uh, maybe even faster than the uh, Pro Staff 97, which kind of has that seven point headlight balance, you know, low 320 swing weight thing going for it. But yeah, the Technofiber thing, again, you know, I'm always trying to plant the ball around the rim of the frame, see how it feels, got that Pro Stock feel. There's no fuzziness, you know, not a drastic tapering off of shock quality if it's not dead center. So yeah, those uh, Technofiber frames, uh, again, it's another brand I'm going to switch to. It's probably going to be that brand. <laughs> I also want to bring up the TFX ones because those kind of remind me of kind of like what the blackout is for Slinko. There's like explosive, fast, stable, powerful, but like still, you know, not too powerful. Those seem to be rackets that are super maneuverable. Um, and I know they're kind of like targeting them towards maybe an up and coming junior player. And, um, I think those might be hopefully popular on the demo court too. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, TFX, the 300, mm-hmm. I-, I wish they would have made like a 315, you know, like a tour, <laughs> but Hey, you know, that's easy to customize. And uh, for the younger player, you probably wouldn't get too many going with the 315, but, um, yeah, they're nice frames. They're, you know, pure drive esque, you know, head extreme, Yonex E-Zone, V-Core, they're in that realm of like easy power. But the thing that I liked was that you could feel that they have like a pretty high stiffness rating, but the dampening system uh, throughout the core of the handle, um, I forget what the technology is called, but it's like, it's throughout the, I think it's throughout the whole part of the handle. It does a really good job making it feel comfortable. And uh, the head shape's kind of round, easy spin. It takes me back to the older head extremes back mm-hmm. when they were really, really round shaped kind of like Microgel, uh, Utech IG prestige or extreme pro 2.0, that kind of frame. So I, I really enjoyed them for that style of racket. Nice. I agree. I haven't had too much experience with any of those frames, but I'll, I'll definitely gush over the Ega, the 298 uh, for a 298 uh, gram frame. That one's got a lot of stability. And for a 300 gram frame with a 98, uh, the the T Fight RS, the 300, I thought those were just dynamite frames that give you more stability and performance than I would kind of consider just looking at the numbers. Yeah, really impressive frames. Nice. Okay, we also are seeing an update to a very popular racket right around BMP, uh, Wilson Clash version two. And Booney, I know you were on the playtest for both the 100 and the 100 Pro. Worth demoing? What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the first generation. Um, the first generation, like I was mentioning earlier about a trade-off between power and comfort. Uh, I felt like you're getting a lot of comfort, but we weren't for an old guy getting much put-away power, energy return from the stick itself. And I just felt like the the numbers kind of indicated there were some slight tweaks made, but it feels like I'm getting a little energy return. So along with, you know, uh, 300 grams of push from the Clash 100 or 310 from the Tour on the, on the 98, um, you're getting a little extra um, put away power. So I, I really thought that was uh, an improvement. I don't think you need to do big changes to a racket for the player to really notice it and benefit from it one way or the other. So I thought that was a definite improvement to the evolution of that frame. Um, I liked both of those frames more than I thought I would. I really liked the Clash Tour. That was a really or a Clash, Clash Pro. Pro. <laughs> Sorry, for legal about that. for legal reasons. <laughs> exactly. Not tour tickets for the Clash, the band, but uh, yeah, fantastic frame. Well worth uh, testing out cosmetically. Everything about it. Those frames work. I think that's what Wilson was really going for, based on the slight tweaks that they made. They didn't change a lot, but I, I heard they changed the layup in the hoop area on the around the contact zone to give you a little bit more zip and stability from the frame from what is really flexible. But anyways, Michelle, you tested them. So what'd you think? No, I was just going to say, I feel like the cosmetic is super appealing to a lot of players, like wide age ranges and, you know, men, women, all of the above. Um, and I feel like that's going to be, I'm guessing a popular racket that people are going to gravitate towards because it looks so cool. You kind of want to get it in your hands and like, Ooh, what is this? The way they've like played with the paint. On several of their rackets, I was going to say we can transition into talking about the blade. The blade's one of those rackets when you like get it in your hands, it looks way cooler than when it's on the website, in my opinion. So um, maybe, Troy, you can talk a little bit about the blades. These are obviously very popular rackets on tour and very popular amongst players of all levels. So obviously it would probably be fun to demo them 
Yeah, Blade's uh, really, really nice. But just back on the Clash, Boone said, you know, you're getting a little bit more power energy return. If Michelle's using that, we didn't, she doesn't. She don't need any more put away from power, man. <laughs> well, that's, that's why they added the extra cross string, I think. Yeah, that's dangerous, <laughs> right? right? I know. Watch out. No, but uh, talking about the blades, I know I said the Prestige Pro earlier, 2021 is uh, probably one of the best feeling frames. I think the blades are are very, very nice feeling rackets. Very silky smooth. Um, I think the V8 compared to the V7 feels a little bit, um, maybe a little more stable and a little crisper. I know with the V7, it was like really, really soft. So kind of like talking about the differences between the two versions of the Clash, I think whatever they did in the layup just gave it a little bit more stability, a little bit better feel on off-center contact. So I think the V8's a, a great improvement. But uh, to me, the Blade, I, I've used a lot of older versions of the Blade and it's always like a racket um, that I feel like I can, fall back on, add a little bit of weight to the handle. Um, but I really like the feel of the blades. I mean, if you're looking for control, comfort, um, a little bit more pop than like a really like traditional player racket and, you know, or into customizing too, uh, I think it's a great frame. Yeah, I, I agree with everything performance and feel wise. I'll touch one last thing on the cosmetic. I'm not a cosmetic aesthetic guy um, too much, but those frames are so nice looking. I've had a few frames in the past where makes me feel like a little kid. Like I better play well. I better live up to this racket and play well. It looks so awesome. And that paint job, I really like it actually kept me from dinging it on the ground as much. I just didn't want to ding it up. I really, it just kind of gave me that, uh, that feel uh, like when I was a little kid, when I wanted to be like a certain baseball player or something like that, kind of acting that out uh, really impressive frames all the way down to the cosmetic. Okay. Keep going. Cause we still got so many rackets to talk about. Dunlop. I always want to bring up Dunlop because I feel like as long as we can like educate our consumers or tennis players out there, like they will get a Dunlop in their hand and they will try it out as you guys always say. And they make really great rackets. This year we saw the launch of the SX line, which S stands for spin, or at least like you can think of it that way. I don't know if it officially does. Um, and they're bright yellow, which also resonates with other yellow rackets on the market that might play similar. Can you guys talk to me about the new options from Dunlop, which might be worth demoing? Wow. Uh, that's quite a few frames. I'm really enjoying the <laughs> CX line. Uh, and they do have that, that pro stock feel. You've got that Sonic Corn Finergy, uh, the boost material in the upper portion of the hoop. I think all frames should have a material like that in the upper portion of the hoop. It really helps stabilize the racket when you're making contact at the tip it plushes it out it just really gives them a great feel um i kind of plagiarizing this uh, a little bit from chris but the 200 uh the cx 200 os so 105 weighs about 11 ounces that racket is astonishing kind of reminded him of an old twin tube radical uh, from back in the day but uh, normally i wouldn't think 105 and 11 ounces is really going to you know click with my game that racket's super easy and fun <laughs> to play with it's just amazing and then if you're going for that uh 98 305 thing you can go with the cx 200 if you want to go more into the low power head towards a more traditional racket you can go with the 95s or the 16 or 18 main i wish they still had the extended length version of them uh but the cx would probably be my um favorite line of rackets from them there's just not many of them that i don't enjoy playing with troy do you want to take on the sx line and talk us through um the changes that they might have made and what these rackets will play like yeah, yeah. Um, just real quick though, with the CX, um, I think that that technology is really, really nice. Um, they're some of the best feeling frames, and for being like the the two hundred tour, for being so thin, um, typically a really low, that would be a really low powered racket. I think that that core material gives you a little bit of jump and some zip and energy return uh, back into the ball. So definitely you should try those if you're into control and fill rackets. Um, I know I got, got one of our buddies down there that, that works. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah. I was going to mention it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, I said, Hey, cause he used to use like prestige mids and pro staff nineties. And I got him on the 200 tour 1619. And he's like, I'm buying six. I'm like, all right, dude, let's do it. But anyways, uh, also the cosmetic is very nice on those rackets too. Just saying. oh yeah, it's very it's very Clash V too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, they look a lot alike. Um, but anyways, SX new update. Um, really nice rackets if you're into uh, easy spin. That's one thing uh, with the previous version is they were they were spin friendly rackets, but kind of like what Babylon did a while back from the 
APD Arrow Pro Drive to Pure Arrow, they took the same 1619 and dispersed the strings so that there's bigger squares and going to give you more bite, easier launch angle. So they're really, really spin friendly rackets now. They have the 300, 300 Tour. I'm a little bit more fond of the Tour just because the 98 head size mm -hmm. helps rein in some of that power. But um, they got, you know, medium to high stiffnesses, but their technology, that that sonic core, the lining of the material inside the frame really helps dampen. So if you like a pure arrow type of frame, but want a little bit more dampening and comfort, um, really, really think you should give these a try. And uh, I really like the tour. I think it's right in there with like a pure arrow VS or a V core 98. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to the FX line, which is the blue rackets from Dunlop. Those ones actually... Many playtesters in Europe love those rackets. They're going to play more like a pure drive. So if you're a pure drive player and you want to see what else is out there, I would say try try it out. Now I know why you guys say that. Try it out. Try it out, man. Try it out. And that's a great option. Okay. We are going to move straight into prints because this keeps coming up. Troy and I keep having these like conversations about the twist power rackets, but there's a ton of new rackets from Prince. And a lot of people maybe like see our reviews and don't completely buy into the hype on stuff, but this is your opportunity to a validate us or prove us wrong. So you guys talk to me about some of the, your favorite Prince rackets that you think people should be demoing. I mean, it's hard not to talk about the new twist power X 100 tour, the forehand Jason Wong, T-Dub playtester just recently switched. I know Brittany also, that's probably like top two, top three racket for her. Very much in the mix of a racket of choice. I know Tiff likes it. Uh, the feels great. They're really, uh, really, really like solid feeling frames. Um, they kind of give me, you know, some of the same qualities you'd maybe find from like a Yonex E-Zone. You know, easy power, but still controlled. A very comfortable ride. Yeah, that twist power racket is pretty nice. So if you're looking for something... You know, you maybe you're a pure drive user or something. You want a little bit more control and a little bit more comfort. Twist Power X100 Tour. And don't be scared by the Tour uh, uh, listing on the name because usually that indicates it's like a 310 or a 315 weight. This Tour is only 300 grams. So it's the same spec as a pure drive Aero Pro Drive. 97 310 Twist Power. I know everyone likes that racket as well. I really like it. It resonates. Sorry. Wait, oh, no. Don't mean to cut you off. No, this no. May or may not get edited, but I, I was looking in. Uh, inventory were low stock and that one may actually be going away so i don't know so buy gonna... now if you're interested I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't right. know if we're gonna have very many of those left but i, I would have mentioned that that's my favorite of the line all right scratch that one <laughs> no keep it i mean that's the thing is like if that is something that you like this is insider information you guys like if you do if you do have an affinity towards that racket like stock up we literally just had this conversation yeah stock up or, or like we really have a few left so if you like that racket buy it now it's probably not going to make the demo court Oh, I didn't know there was that few. Okay. And then I was going to say, but if you do like that racket and it's gone by the time you hear this episode, we have this amazing MRT service that might be able to help get the weight up on the 97 to exactly what you're looking for on a 97 tour. But anyways, Mark, are there other Prince rackets that have caught your eye that are worth trying? I love when old rackets come back, you know, from the day when polyesters weren't even popular or weren't even around. And you're wondering, you know, what are those rackets like a DB Synergy 26? What's that going to play like <laughs> with something other than Duraflex in it? So uh, bringing back the Diablo, I know Sam Query used to play with that frame fairly successfully on tour. Uh, that is just a great feeling frame. So if you're kind of heading back towards that thinner beam, the CX 200, the Prestige, um, V-Core Pro 97 kind of frame, uh, right there, bringing you back. And they work fantastic with a hybrid, a full set of a stranded string or Troy and I and your favorite monofilament. So yeah, I think that frame is definitely worth the test drive. Uh, very performance oriented, very comfortable, um, great feeling frame for sure. And there's a bunch more, but we got to keep chugging along because I completely glossed over um, one of the biggest brands that people always love to try or just hit with. Um, Babolat, obviously due to... We've talked about this on previous episodes due to COVID issues and chinks in the the chain of manufacturing and delivery. We don't have anything like super, super new, but I'm hoping by BNP there might be two new strikes um, on the demo court, but I'm not sure if those got pushed back, but 
talk to me about like some of the most popular rackets to demo, obviously from Babolat. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, pure drive going to be, you know, a staple or, you know, a lot of people like to try the pure drive. Uh, I think we all enjoyed the update with the, uh, what is it? The 20 to the 2021. 2021. Yep. Yeah. So the most current pure drive, really nice, whether you're going standard or, going extended. We like the plus version. It really makes a difference in that frame. So pure drive is a great frame to try. Um, another racket. I mean, the pure arrow lines. Great. I really like the pure arrow VS. I think that's a, a great frame. If you want to try something or you see maybe uh, Carlos Alcaraz on the practice courts, ripping crazy, huge shots from the baseline, maybe go out and try his racket on the demo court, the pure arrow VS. But uh, what you got, baby? Oh, I was going to go with the Pure OBS. Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> definitely uh, looking pretty fit and effective with that racket I saw him the other day uh, playing sleeveless. That guy's looking like he's going to have some good uh, good results this year. Uh, I'm rooting for him. Um, that would probably be my favorite frame. Pure Arrow Plus. Pure Arrow Plus. I like I, that racket. I like all those rackets. If they came out with a Pure OBS with a little extended length on it, I wouldn't be entirely unhappy about it. Um, can we talk about that other frame that we just tested? The other strike frame? It's been on. We have yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was supposed to launch in February, full transparency. But as we've, we've been telling people, it's just continuing to get pushed back due to delivery issues. So we're hoping that the Pure Strike 103 and the Pure Strike VS will be on the demo court, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Man, I'm I'm gonna say try out that Pure Strike 103 for no other reason, just for giggles, just to see what it's like. Um, I think you might be fairly impressed looking at the numbers when you see the swing weight sub 310 and you see it's like a 285 gram frame. You're thinking, oh, you know, a maneuverability racket kind of thing. But I'm surprised at the kind of performance they're able to get out of that frame. I am hugely impressed uh, with it. And I generally like like maybe not as heavy of frames as Troy, but I tend to like a little more of a mass based racket. That racket was a joy to play with. I think it would be really good to add weight to it. I've got some friends that, you know, are pretty high level players and they like a little bigger hoop, but they want to put some extra weight on it. I think that racket's got a lot of potential for a lot of players. Yeah, I for sure would back that. Um, We get a lot of like, you know, USDA league players out there coming out to the court looking for a little more forgiveness, but maybe don't want to go to a 110 or 115. So I would definitely grab, if that's on the demo court, I would grab them the Pure Strike 103. I'd probably grab them the Blade 104 and maybe like the Twist Power 105. So that'd be, that'd be a nice three to go grab and get in line. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe that's the way we go. We, we attack the episode next time is like, I play with Pure Drive. What should I demo? I play with this, but that could be endless also. Um, anyways. Two more brands that I want to mention, ProKenex, uh, they are notorious for having some of the most arm-friendly frames. And I know, I know for a fact that you guys get that question so often. My arm's bothering me. What should I do? I'm scared of arm pain. What should I do? So talk to me about the ProKenex rackets that will be available to demo. I'm a big fan of their Tor rackets. They have the uh, KI, Q+. The, la- the names are really long, so I might botch it a little bit, but um, the, the new ones are like the green cosmetic that you'll see, um, Seppi using out on tour. So you might see him there hitting some balls on the practice court and want to try his frame, but they have a 325 gram version. Uh, I think we still have the 315 maybe. And then there's like a lighter version, like a 300 or something like that. But those are really nice. Those are very much in the realm of a prestige or a Dunlop CX 200 tour, but very, very comfortable. Um, the kinetic technology is nothing new. It's been around forever and it just is a really good vibration killer. So really good for that. And those rackets are very, very controlled, very good frames. Um, do they, and then one racket that I really used to like, and I'm not sure if they still have it in line, but maybe Mark, they still have the extended like five X. Yes. Okay. That's a nice one. It's a hundred square inch, 1620. That's a really unique extended frame. So. I'm glad they kept with the extended frame. Uh, and I know yeah. this is probably on your mind as well. Troy and I both like the black ace frames. I particularly like yes. black ace, uh, the pro, I think it's referred to, it's like a 97, but it's a 305. That is a great feeling frame. I wouldn't play with that frame just because I had some kind of discomfort issue. That's just a great feeling performing frame, um, kind of a, a thinner beam when you're looking at say, you know, straight onto the face of the racket. And it gives it a very unique feel, um, very, again, predictable, obedient racket, super comfortable. 
And uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't gravitate towards that frame just because I had a discomfort issue. That's just a great performing frame. Yeah, black black aces are nice. Black ace. If you like a flexi control oriented racket, that's for you. Not yeah, I would like definitely like if someone's <laughs> someone's wanting to try like the blade sixteen nineteen and hasn't tried Pro Connects, I'd definitely like say, hey, try that one right next to it. See what you think. You yeah, know? for sure. Vocal. Let's talk a little bit about vocal. They've got a bunch of rackets that are always fun to try as well. And, you know, maybe you can even do a, if you play with this, you might like this comparison. Cause I get a little confused with the number system sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, this is one, I think you tested Michelle, but I would put this in there as kind of a sleeper racket as well. Kind of like the boom pro Yeah, uh, that V V1, V1 pro. pro. The newest, yeah. It's a sick, it's a sick looking cosmetic, mm-hmm. the paint job. Uh, but I know you really liked it, right? When you tested it. If, I really liked it. Yeah. It was one of those rackets that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did, which is always nice. And it gave me like a super good blend of maneuverability, power and control, which I'm always looking for. Um, it's very solid, not too flexible, uh, but no arm pain or whatever, uh, whatsoever. So yeah, good, good call. I forgot about that one. Yeah. And then I, I'm a fan of the, uh, the 10, the 10's nice. I like the, the new 10, 320. 20, yep. It's a little firmer, a little more pop than the traditional 10, like the C10 pro or whatnot. But I think we still have C10 pros. So if you like the classic feel, you can always go straight to that one. That's, that's a diehard tried and true, but uh, I like the 10 through 20 kind of a nice modern player stick. And the other one I like is the eight, uh, three fifteen. and the eight is more closer to the mod, you know, the clash type of racket, you know, maybe not quite pure drive power, but kind of more along those lines. And it's, it's pretty comfortable with the vocal dampening system. So those are a few of my favorites, probably a couple of boonies too. Uh, I was just glad to hear you really like the V1 Pro because I yeah. know you're a heavy stick player and the fact that you got that much performance and, and enjoyment out of it, I'm happy. Uh, did they not take like maybe five grams of weight out of it? Was it a 305 and it's a 300 gram frame now? <sighs> Something like that. Somewhere down the road. I but guess. still a 99 scoring troop or 99.5 scoring troop. That's probably my favorite frame from them at this point. I think, like you mentioned, the cosmetics awesome, uh, but the performance of it's pretty top notch. And then you got to talk about the classics, the V1 classic, um, the V1 MP with the 102. It's 285 gram frame. I think that makes sense to tons of players, not too heavy, not too light. And then if you want to eke out a little bit more power out of a, a longer lever, you've got the V1 oversize, a 110 with a little extended length, maybe like 27.6. Those are top-notch rackets. Uh, I think they fit a lot of people's games very nicely um, and ones that I've been familiar with for a long time. Yeah. Okay. I think that wraps up the whole list of brands, at least, that will be represented at BMP. Uh, I can't imagine we forgot any. We either just confused everyone even more about what they want to demo or hopefully their list is super long. Maybe just to close this one out, you guys can give like some basics of things to realize, like how, what the best, best practices for the demo court. Can I come every hour? Can I get back in line as soon as I finish? How many balls can I expect to hit? How many rackets should I try at a time? Stuff like that. Shoot. I mean, the rules are pretty simple. And if you, (laughs) if you're, you know, enjoying yourself you can stay there all day if you want but uh yeah i mean each round we usually have like on average somewhere between like six and ten participants on the court at a time you know split into two lines so you're probably like three to three to five people in a line and then um you're hitting off the ball machine so basically there's a line on the forehand side backhand side once you get up to the front you're going to hit probably about five four or five balls in a row to get a little groove and then you jump into the back of the other line and rotate through uh, each session. Probably what do you think, how long it takes and maybe how many balls you probably get five or seven minutes. Something like that. Yeah. Sometimes more like, yeah, I'd say probably sometimes more like seven to 10 when we have a, we have a big load of the, the balls in the ball machine, but you're probably going to get, you know, a good five or six tries at least. Through. So, you know, a decent amount of hits and, um, yeah. Besides that, you know, there's no cost of admission. Like I said, you can stay there all day. The only thing we usually ask is to help pick up a few balls when you're done, you know, try not to peg the ball machine as hard as you can with the forehand. You know, I know if Michelle's forehand is on a full line, it probably could do some damage. Um, so just, yeah, that's the only thing we try to refrain from, but, um, 
try not to launch balls out of the court either, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you very seldom would get someone that, that does it on purpose. A lot of times I've eaten, you know, we even shank them every now and then and it, Oh my bad. Or it on the racket. yeah. But uh, anything to add into there? I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a lower net. It's a lively court. It's hot down there. So it's not impossible to bounce the yeah. ball over the net. It's not that big a deal. Um, I would say uh, if you're looking for, for maybe you know less of a line maybe earlier in the morning you know before noon or one o'clock um earlier in the week you know probably the thursday the middle weekend you know that thursday friday saturday sunday is probably going to be pretty busy um and obviously palm springs is hot so you know hydrate up uh hopefully we're going to have some kind of hydration out there as well but yeah stay hydrated so you, you can come out and just hit off of that ball machine all day long if you like Nice. And I saw, we saw a sneak peek of some swag that you guys might be able to win. I'm not sure how that's all going to work out, but it's kind of cool. I, I think it's very cool actually. Um, so without saying anything, I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. Just come by and see, you know, maybe we'll have something to offer for you. Cool. Um, I think that wraps this up. We have educated everyone on starting their demo list. It's like Christmas. Like you start your list wish list and, uh, Super exciting. Anything else to add? Well, I must admit, uh, you know, like you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, one of our favorite memories, just seeing the same people that come out there is, I mean, it's an honor. It's a privilege. It's something we get to do. We don't have to do it. Uh, so, you know, well, I'm sure Troy and I, we're excited to see everyone out there that we do see every year, uh, you know, since the disruption of COVID and to meet anyone new. You know, we communicate through uh, email and phone calls and to actually close the circle and hit some balls and have a conversation with somebody on court. And that's pretty much uh, what I would call a good teed up experience. And if you're not, I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, we love seeing you guys out there from the, the youngins to the, to the seniors from, you know, all, all the great people that follow us. And, you know, even if it's a day, you maybe don't want to go out there and hit some balls, pop in, say hi. And we'll chat with you and it'd just be nice to, to see you guys out there. So, yeah. And Troy did say he will fill in for the autograph session. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> so get your Sharpies ready. They will be actively signing. If someone, I feel like we should put a challenge out there. The person to bring the most creative thing for you guys to sign will win something. We'll win a T-Dub t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. The challenge is out there. Cool. Yeah, we, love, we love seeing you guys, you know, stop by hang out, man. It's just a, it's a good place to be. Good vibes. Always. Awesome. Thanks you guys for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening and go enjoy BMP and happy hitting. Thanks Michelle. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes and be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting.